I woke up this morning with a topic for today's podcast. You had me at, I woke up this morning. (laughs) In this episode of the Slow County Real Estate Podcast, John Turner emphasizes the true benefit of real estate is using other people's money in order to enhance your wealth. The leveraged property over a 12-year period would have realized a 30% return on my money. The property that wasn't leveraged, 3.5%. How did I describe leverage at the start of this? The miracle of real estate is in the leverage. And when you have returns north of 40%, it's truly a beautiful thing. Now, leveraging his post as the host of the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with Hal Swayze, here's your host, James Bueno. San Luis Obispo Real Estate's podcast with one, Mr. Hal Swayze. It's not the one and only. I said that last time. I'm not going to say it again. Thank you. It's not the one and only. JT, how are you? I'm not the one and only. You're not the one and only. one still alive. (laughs) Okay. You're not the one and only. Miss Bobby Kelly, how are you? Lovely. Thank you. What do you want me to call you? Just... I mean, get creative. Bobby, yeah. Let's see. What don't, do you call me when I'm not here? Don't say that. Grand, <laughs> get grand ruler. It's boss lady, really. Bo- boss lady. Boss lady. Okay, boss lady. Sorry. All right, I'll take All it. Right. <laughs> so we're talking about a quote, JT. You said you wanted to hear it. A quote. A quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do want to hear it. From Bruce Lee. You have a Bruce Lee quote a, you wanted to share. Bruce Lee, I do. Yeah. I do. You share this with your team. I share with all, with all of my teams. It's oh, about man. it's about practice. And, it, and, and you coach volleyball. I, a little. Oh, wait a minute. So yeah. can you announce where you coach? Yeah, Is I that, coach. Well, so I, I own a club. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, and then you also coach at a university. I coach at Cal Poly here in San Luis Obispo. And you just On the club side. On the club side. Yeah. So we're going to, I'm going to expose your greatness here. Yeah. So we're probably, not probably, we're 14 and one right now. So we're doing pretty good. We're one of the top club, division one club coach, club programs in the country. Right. Who did you just beat this weekend? We just played Cal Berkeley. We won in four games. And then we played Stanford. We won in four as well. Ah, baby. Way to go. Big time. Big time. Big time schools. It was fun. The girls did great. We are, we're, we're big and powerful and we can play defense. That's a, a good combination. Bruce Lee quote, I'm big on basics. Okay. Uh, we practice the basics and if they get tired of them, I always give them this quote. Bruce Lee is, um, I don't fear the man that practices 10,000 different kicks. I fear the man that practices one kick 10,000 times. Wow. Yeah. That's, wow. that's one of my most that, favorite quotes ever. And it makes awesome. sense for a lot of different things. And I use it for, for all of my sports when, when, Kids don't want to, you know, just do their passing technique and stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You're already ready for the Olympics. I get it. Mm-hmm. No, you got to be the basics. And I was going to say it with Graham in our last episode because he does the basics very well. Right. And that's where you win is with the basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I love it. That's one of my beliefs. I Welcome to yeah. your favorite ESPN podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, I'm in the right spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. <laughs> well, I mean, you can, you can use it in wherever, right? We're, oh, how, yeah. how you just, you've done so much so many times. Your basics are natural, and that's what we talk about: is having your basics be natural, and everything else is, mm-hmm. you know, think about the other. It stuff. allows for creativity, absolutely. And you've been doing yeah. it for what thirty-three years now. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, over most t- of it in my sleep. Yeah, <laughs> most of it in my sleep. over <laughs> some over, over yeah. twenty-nine hundred total sales. We're, right, we're 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 we got a countdown going to see when it when we'll finally hit three thousand here. Yeah. And it seems like yesterday, but it's been, you know, I'll look it up and I go, oh my gosh, it was 1996 or something like that. So. I love that. I woke up this morning with a topic for today's podcast. You had me at, I woke up this morning. Yeah. I'm glad about that. <laughs> what makes real estate so fantastic for people? 
Jeff, do you have the Jeopardy theme song? Adventure? I do not. No, oh. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Start with it, an L. It, it starts with an L. What do you say? What do you got? I might know this one. You might know this one? Okay, yeah. good. Give me your best shot. Leverage. Leverage. Oh, so you know I okay. knew that answer. Okay. Yeah, I are, you, are you looking I at his notes? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to read this. <laughs> I, I, yeah. It doesn't this help. I can't time. understand <laughs> what that is. It is through the miracle of leverage that real estate becomes such a fabulous investment vehicle. Leverage is the use of borrowed money. How come I say leverage is the miracle of real estate? What do you think the reason is? I've never been this deep. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, well, I'll take a guess. Go yeah, ahead. Shoot. Uh, because you're able to use other people's money to make yourself rich. Ah. <laughs> okay. That is so articulate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that answer. But that yeah. that's that's really the answer, isn't it? Right. It, it's... It's you're using somebody else's money. I buy a million dollar property and I put down 20%. And so I'm putting down $200,000. So I have a million dollar asset, but I'm using somebody else's $800,000 to buy it. You got to partner up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're partnering up with the bank. You're partnering up with the bank. Yeah. What I did this morning was I wrote down a couple of examples of one using leverage and one not. The first property is the first property I ever bought with your team, Hal. It was over in the Freeney Heights area. I mm -hmm. bought the property in 2011. I paid $585,000 for the property. It, it was meant to be an investment property. I actually had Cal Poly students in the property renting it. That's probably painful for people to hear if they're <laughs> thinking of buying real estate. Yeah, yeah. I, it was 2011. 500. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, 2011. Just now, coming out of a little recession. Yeah. Now, if you buy a, a an investment property, the the bank making the first mortgage on the property usually is going to require what on an investment property? 25, 30% yeah, down? Yeah, the best financing. Yeah. Okay. So I put down 30%, which was $175,000. I don't keep money in the bank because I think that's a bad place to have money. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have $175,000 in cash. So where do you think I got the money? Out of your other piece of real estate, I'm guessing. Uh, out of or, my personal residence, I had a nice amount of equity and I have what was called and still is called a home equity line of credit, which is basically a checkbook tied to mm -hmm. the equity in your house. So I wrote a check, $175,000 to close escrow and, and get my first mortgage on the property. I had a loan of $410,000 and I kept the property for 22 months is all. Now, Let's let's forget that I was actually a cash flow positive from the start. Let's just say I broke even on the mm -hmm. property. Mm -hmm. Two years later, Hal handled the sale of the property for me, and I sold it for seven hundred and eighty thousand dollars in about three days. And I netted seven forty after the closing costs. I paid off the mortgage, which started at four ten, but was no longer at four ten. It was under four hundred. I'll just use four hundred. So I walked away with a, a check from escrow for three hundred forty thousand dollars. Who paid down the uh, four ten to the four hundred? Uh, well, I did through for, with the rent uh, that oh, I charged my okay. my tenants. Loaded questions. So yeah, the tenants yeah, you knew the answer to that. Of course. I mean, I paid it, but yeah. with their money. Right. And so if I subtract out the 175000 that I needed to pay back on the home equity line of credit on my private residence, I walked away with $165,000. Net clear after everything. That's clear after everything. Okay. I can't remember if I probably owed some tax, some sure. capital gains tax. But, right. but $165,000, if that one seventy five was my own money that I brought, took out of the bank, one sixty five 
on 175 is about a 94% return in 22 months. Let's call it two years. That's 47% per year. That, in fact, is leverage. Where can you make 47% on your money? I made most of it on your money. Right. Somebody else yeah. who put their money in the bank, which loaned it to me. Yeah. With minimal effort. With minimal effort. Well, I, I had to drop by every, every, uh, every month and collect the, the Take rent Take their checks. money? Yeah. Yeah. I, I made a deal with my tenants. They were all 21 years old. They, they were junior and senior level students at Cal Poly in the dairy sciences department. They're great, great. I think that's an important fact to the story. Yeah, yeah, they were great. They were great, great farm kids from, uh, they were great farm kids from, from where you grew up, James, over in the Valley. And, and I said, if I have my five rent checks, there were five guys living there. If I have my five rent checks by the first of the month, there'll be a prize. And the prize was a 30 rack of Coors. Yeah. And so guess what? I never once got a late rent check. They were always there by the first. I had a 30 rack on their front porch. Oh, I got to, they'd invite me in. I got to inspect my property without (laughs) being an inspector. Right. Right? It was great. So the story is, you know, your audience, you know, my, okay. You know, so so that's, that's the definition of, of leverage in my opinion. That, and, that, and, and you didn't factor in any income you took from rent from that property. Correct. Was it negative or positive? No, it was positive even? from day one okay. after paying the interest on the HELOC as well. Right. You know, I had the first mortgage, the HELOC, real estate taxes, right. insurance, the gardener, and, yeah. and I was still positive a couple hundred bucks leverage. Now, if I still owned the property today, it would be worth somewhere around a million two would be my guess. Good guessing. And if I sold it today for a million two, took my net, did, did all the math, I'd probably come up with about 30% per year of appreciation. Of appreciation. Yeah. Now, example number two, purchased in about the same year, was a house here in town I bought for 706 and I kept it for 22 months. Now, the reason I sold these, what most people would think too soon was I had some other real estate deals that were a higher priority that I needed to put the money in those. So I paid cash for this one okay. at 706. I sold it two years later for 750. By the time I closed escrow, paid all my closing costs. I, I netted 712. So I didn't lose money. I didn't make a lot. Uh, I made less than a half a percent. Why? Well, I didn't use leverage. <laughs> right. I used my own money. Your own money. Now, during that time period, I, I was netting, because I didn't have any loans to pay, I was netting about 4.5% on my money in rents. So was it a good investment? Yes, it was a good investment. It wasn't like the first one, mm-hmm. but it was a good investment. Now, again, that property would probably sell today for a million, maybe a little more. It was on Charles? Charles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A little more. Yeah, a yeah, little more. And, and had I kept that property for the 12 years since I sold it, I'd have probably averaged about three and a half percent per year, not counting the rental income, oh, just on appreciation. Yeah, but you got to count the rental. Oh, you got to count the rental. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I'm talking okay. just okay, appreciation. Yes. Thank so, you for this so the leveraged property over a 12-year period would have realized a 30% return on my money. The, the property that wasn't leveraged, three and a half percent. How did I describe leverage at the start of this? Right. The miracle of real estate is in the leverage. Some of our wealthier residents in San Luis Obispo that gained their wealth through real estate, mm-hmm. much of that was done through leverage. Leverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wonder 
how many people that listen to our podcast really truly understand the miracle of of leverage when it comes to real estate and and, and you've experienced the same thing how oh yeah to me it's it creates equity you can have equity in a stock market you can own a business you can own a piece of real estate so you get the equity but you get a lot more with leverage <clears throat> can have a negative connotation so let's be clear there's a lot of people that promote, hey, pay your house off, which is always a great thing to do, right? <laughs> but there's good debt and bad debt. Yeah. And good debt is something that maybe gets ownership than something that would appreciate or has value or grows in value. Um, bad debt is the stuff that's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to get a new car. Well, most of them go down in value, right? So now you're just losing money from day one or running up credit card debt, credit card. which is just for personal effects. So something of value in real estate as you testified, and especially in San Luis Obispo County, is a good place to a store or growth of value. So, so getting equity is huge. I, I know people that buy large apartment buildings. Well, let's say you find a house and it's $100,000 and you put 20000 down, right? So you got an $80,000 mortgage. And you fix it up and you get the rent from, say, 900 to 1200 or whatever that is. I'm using a, a low example, but just to make it easy. So that property is now going to be worth more for whatever reason. And, and for like apartments, it's based on what your income is. So now let's say that property is now worth 120,000 and you go, okay, I'm gonna refinance it and I'm gonna refinance and make my loan not 80, I'm gonna raise it up to 100, get the cash out so I get my 20,000 back. And now my investment in the property is zero mm -hmm. and I'm still making money, not as much when the rent, when, when, well, it could be as much. If the interest rates go down. If yeah. the rates go down or yeah. my income has gone up. So it offsets the higher mortgage debt level. So now what do they call that? I've got zero into it. And let's say it's making me $100 a month. Cash flow. That's called cash flow. But it's also called an infinite return, right? Because on my 20000 I might have been making three or 400 On my zero, I'm making 100 mm -hmm. Now you can take that money and go do what? Again. So own another business mm -hmm. on, on, or on my, real estate. On my first example, when we bought that first house the rent that we were able to get on that house was 3750 a month and the next year was 4000 a month and if we still own that property today it would be between 5500 and 6000 a month yep in in 12 years right i mean that's a that's a pretty good increase in you know your return on investment and based on the way things are, I mean, having people need a place to live, it's, it's like clockwork, yeah. right? It's yeah. just going to keep going in that direction, you know? not going back. And I'm never one to say, hey, people go out and leverage and do all this stuff. You know, it starts by owning probably your first house mm -hmm. and, and getting in and getting some equity and being involved and understanding it because it can be daunting. Once you do it once, it's a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. You know what I love about John, too, is I'll, I'll never forget... I helped him sell his house against his will. Um, I brought him a good <laughs> offer. <laughs> and, and they moved out to Cayucas and they rented a house. They had their equity from their house, they're renting. And he goes, I don't want to be out of the market. So he bought a rental property. These are the two that, that yeah. I bought. Yeah. And that was like, well, this pays for my rent. So mm -hmm. I'm still in, I'm not out of the market. I went, the guy's a little more mature than I am. So right? smart. I was fearful right. of being out of the market. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't studied like I have since I joined your team. I didn't know that 90% that of the years in the last 80, property values have gone up. I didn't yeah. know that. I, I, I intuitively knew that right. properties went up more than they went down, but I didn't know it was 90-10. That's a pretty good winning record. Yeah, and, that's and, a pretty good winning And then what percentage of years have rents gone up? Maybe more. 100%. Probably, could potentially yeah. more, yeah. right? Yeah. My, my first income property was a 
was an apartment building that my father-in-law and I built in 1984 in King City. Yeah. And, you know, rents were $250 a month for a two-bedroom yeah. apartment. And yeah. now they, would, they wouldn't be what they are here. It's fun to tell them. But they would be six, eight, ten times. Right. Yeah. That is a conversation we're having a lot more, though, because, you know, people who grew up here and love this area feel like they're getting priced out a little sure. bit. So that is um, a natural next conversation is, okay, what can we buy? And you can still afford to live where you want to live and have the life that you want to have, but, you know, stay in the market because we know what happens when you're out for too long. Yeah. No, I, I mean, honestly, I would tell my kids, and, mm -hmm. and I have told them, that, you know, if you can't afford your own home, buy something that's in a good place, own something, yeah. even if it's an yeah. investment. Ownership is much better than not. Plus, you learn so much by doing it. It's such a great hedge against inflation and a way to get ahead. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can have the wherewithal mentally to make it happen. In the worst, worst, worst case scenario, I I buy an investment property, and um, over the thirty years that I finance it, it mortgage thirty year mortgage, right? Over those thirty years, the rents never go up. And my property never appreciates. In the 361st month, what happens? No payments. No payments. Mm -hmm. Now, my rents, net rents, just skyrocketed mm -hmm. in my pocket. Right. So, th you know, if you're 30 years away from thinking about hanging up your, your work clothes... Buy a piece of income property today, and mm -hmm. you just enhanced your retirement. Can you imagine the next 30 years, rents don't go up and <laughs> property values don't go up? Come on. That will, that, that, that's not going to happen. Never going to happen, JT. Not going to happen. Yeah. The only way that would happen is if we have some type of world conflict, and then we won't care anyway. We go from $8 billion to $4 billion. On the, and then there's some extra houses laying around. Yeah. 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 We just go or, dark. Or, or we going, go from $8 billion to no billion. This, this took right? a yeah. turn. This is a conspiracy. Yeah. yeah let's, let's, <laughs> come on. Let's stop I mean, this one. That's the worst thing. Oh, well, there used to be 4 billion people on the planet at one time. Well, there yeah. used to be one person. That's true. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So my, my point is. Too far is two, yeah. We have a lot yeah. of theories. Yeah. My point is between leverage and thinking ahead to not the worst thing happening, but good things happening. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine uh, 30 years from today owning two or three houses here in San Luis Obispo and, and now you pay them off and you go to retire? What kind of retirement would you have? Yeah. Uh, there's one uh, aspect of leverage that you, I, don't, I don't know if you don't realize that you used it or maybe you just purposely left, left it out, but that was the peer leverage. You had five guys in a house and they all had to get their rent checks to you. Otherwise, they didn't get their beer. They didn't get their beer, yeah. You pitted them against each other. Or I Tommy, pitted them I don't for, know their names. for each other. Yeah, if Billy wasn't going to pay his rent, and, and Tommy found that out. He's like, dude, Billy, you got to get that rent. Dude, we got a 30 JT. rack on the line. <laughs> That's right. What was kind of a fun part of that story is that they literally would invite me in to have a beer with <laughs> yeah. them. That's great. And, and so when they went to graduate, 
we got invited to their graduation party cool. in our own house. We did. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, everybody meet my landlord. Yeah, playing pong in my own driveway. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. Let's go Mustangs. Let's get that. There you go. That Let's go Mustangs. Rank okay. number one, baby. Yeah, so let's go, How can we throw something out if I win a national championship? Can we throw a party or have yes, another? Yeah. absolutely. What, we can have a special podcast. Absolutely, special pong, pong podcast. Pong in the driveway. There you go. Yeah, exactly. John's rentals. We can yeah. just uh, pong. Ja, in the yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great. Leverage. I'm yeah. leveraging it. Leverage. All, right. All right, guys. Uh, great podcast today. Thank you. Uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Thank you for listening to the House Swayze podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. Check for it in your feed for the latest information on the San Luis Obispo County market. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and on housewayze.com where you can find current listings and other real estate tips. HalSwayze.com, that's H-A-L-S-W-E-A-S-E-Y.com. I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call, 805-781-3750. San Luis Obispo Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze is also on YouTube. Now you can see people talk about real estate in one of California's hottest markets. Get the latest episode on the podcast page at TeamSwayze.com or subscribe to Hal Swayze on YouTube. Hal Swayze is a licensed California real estate broker. DRE number 01111911. The Slow County Real Estate with Hal Swayze podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.